It's just so important that we don't isolate ourselves because God's put stuff inside of us or there's stuff inside of us that, that someone else, even if it's the one, not the tens or the fifties or the hundreds at one time, but there's that one person who needs what you have inside of you. Welcome to The Conversation, where we talk about life, family, and ministry, and how we can apply that to our everyday lives so we can be our best selves every day. The Conversation is an outreach arm of Reach Innovations, and you can check us out on our website at reachinnovations.com. Shifted into because I knew Becca could hear me. At the the end of every youth group meeting, he goes... And thank you, Lord, for the Seahawks that they're just going to do amazing. Oh, I'm unashamed like, in my prayers. I bless my boys every time. And as you notice, you're a Seahawks uh, fan. Yesterday, who got a win? Dallas. Why? Because I anointed them. Well, I like Seahawk colors, so I'm, I'm really into them too. Yes, <laughs> but Mom, I'm really into them. Fake fan. Anyways, I'm into them too. So, um, let's start. Let's get this ball rolling. So. Um, we're going to talk about something cool. It's what be, are we going to talk about it's today? It's going to be pretty fun. Well, um, we're on pins and needles. We're all giddy. Yeah. So starting, um, this scripture actually just came to mind literally like 10 minutes before we even started recording. And the scripture is Luke chapter nine, verses 46 through 48. I'm not going to wait for you to get there. I'm just going to start reading. Wait, so. what was that again? Luke nine. <laughs> uh, maybe wait, I'm already where, there. Where's the book of Luke? The book oh of Luke. Word. Wait, Luke 9 what? Luke 9, 46 through 48. Now, is this the physician Luke? Is this message translation? This is, wow, so many questions. No, this is a English standard version. Luke what? Luke 9, nine. 46 <laughs> through 49, 8, 48. Okay, I am there. 46. 46. All right. And, and it says, there now. this is basically uh, the disciples that are walking with Jesus. And the disciples are having a little bit of a little bit of debate. Um, a little bit of discussion. Asking who is the greatest. And starting in verse 46, it says, an argument arose among them as to which one of them was the greatest. But Jesus, knowing the reasoning of their hearts, took a child and put him by his side and said to them, whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all is the one who is great. Now, the part of this scripture that really jumped out to me was at the beginning. The disciples were arguing about who amongst their group was going to be the greatest. Now, obviously, if I was there, a part of that conversation, seeing all the things that had transpired up to that point, I would probably look at Peter and be like, oh, Peter's the greatest, you know, <laughs> and everything. But we see through this argument that the disciples were very insecure in who they were. Mm-hmm. They were, they were um, solidified in who they were as a person based upon who was the greatest what they did exactly maybe they they found their their identity in their job right but this was all brand new to them right and so they were no longer comfortable on their skin and they were like who am i what am i doing Mm -hmm. i'm not as great as peter like you said or whatever right and so they weren't truly they didn't know how to be sons how to be sons of god 
And so up to that point, they were orphans because that's what orphans do. They don't know who they are Mm. in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they were arguing. And so just in this conversation, uh, the Lord was kind of just dealing with, uh, with Becca and I today that we would talk on the subject of insecurity and how to combat that because that can be really the biggest detriment to our success in life. Mm-hmm. And our entire family has been reading the book, The Key to Everything by Matt Keller. It's really, really an amazing book. We would really encourage you to go and pick that up. Mm-hmm. And in chapter three, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. that whole chapter deals with insecurity. Yeah. And how well, that and can compar- really. I'm sorry. Comparison. No, yeah. And for years, um, I've, I heard this years ago, that why do we compare ourselves with other human beings who are a fall and fallen a fallen state yeah right <laughs> you know we need to compare ourselves with jesus with with what we with what he has given us mm-hmm. his position in in the godhead and when god looks at us he loves us just as much as he loves jesus right and so it, we have to get away from that comparison we also heard don't compete don't compare and don't complain yeah right and because when you get into those three traps, it's it brings nothing but insecurity. And right. you don't know who you are because you're comparing yourself. Right on. So. A lot of a lot of insecurity stems from um, caring what people think about mm-hmm. you. Right. You know, that you're more focused on that. And I loved what I heard um, Dr. Daniel Amon say. You know, he had that 1840... Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you to share that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "He said at eighteen, you kind of worry about what other people think about you, or you do, you know. Mm-hmm. You, and uh, at forty, you get to a place where you don't care what people think about you. And at sixty, mm-hmm. you realize no one has been thinking about you, <laughs> right, <laughs> all along. So you know, man, that's very freeing mm-hmm. when you realize hey, people aren't thinking about me anyway. So mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, know. that's what all these fads and trends are." are all about I remember when I was a teenager I would be walking through the mall and I would see girls my age with their hair this was back in the 80s so the hair was straight up in the front you know the bangs were, were sprayed up and then on the sides it was sprayed out and so I would you could be catch like, stuff otherwise yeah, it would go over your head <laughs> I guess so but I, I was just like I kept asking my my sister or my parents do I look like that you know because I mean I did have big hair back then but Thankfully, they yeah, were like, you no, you don't look that extreme. But so many I times... I never saw your bangs like that. You're... Well, no, no. But the point is, every, that was the thing. Mm-hmm. That was the fad. The style, sure. Everyone wanted to, to be it, to be accepted, to be in, whatever. And I've never been one personally to shop labels. I just, I shop, I shop clearance. <laughs> to be honest, I've always shopped clearance. And you can find great labels, you know, yeah. but when I see a label, I think quality. Mm-hmm. I think quality manufacturing versus just oh, I gotta wear this label. You know, right? And so God's, God's. Yeah, you shouldn't. Me to you shouldn't find your confidence yeah. in what you're wearing. Uh, you know, I loved what Eleanor Roosevelt said. She said, "You wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realized how seldom they do," which goes <laughs> right. along with the 184060 <laughs> uh, rule. But. Yeah. But I, I was the same way. I mean, now I'm looking at the shoes that you wear, you know, these Reeboks now that have made full circle and they've come back around. So comfy. <laughs> so comfy. I know. And we wore those, yeah, you know. 30 when I, when years I, ago. Right after I got them and I walked in the library to show you, Mom, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, here are my new shoes. And I showed you and you were just like, yep. 
And I was like, normally mom's like, oh, those are cool. But no, she saw it. She was like, yep, those yeah. are the, like, they, exact, they those are back in. They look really cool to you. But when you have the feet my size, um, you don't wear white shoes um, for me. So I never wore the, the big white Reeboks. But I remember they were the big deal. That and members only jackets. Ooh. You wore the Reeboks and the members only jackets. And that was a status symbol. So yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure those I are actually into. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple and years stuff ago, is good. Stuff it. is good to have. It's you know, it's good mm-hmm. to uh, to be stylish, to be classy in what you wear. But you can't find your identity in that, right? Right. right. Because yeah. it changes. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it it totally changes. I love what Pastor Billy Joe Doherty shared when he said that you know the problem with comparison is many times people compare themselves to the the richest the you know or the wealthiest the best looking the most talented the most gifted mm-hmm. people and whenever you do that you're always going to be disappointed mm-hmm. yeah you know you won't measure up when you're comparing yourself to people that are that are you know you consider you're not even in that category you're in different seasons of life or different at different levels mm-hmm. of life and you know you can't that's not going to help you yeah. in your security right mm-hmm. uh at all no mm-hmm. it's going to make it worse uh-huh right exactly yeah because there's no i mean there really isn't any comparison in there and i've had moments where a lot of i've noticed for myself personally whenever i have dealt with moments of insecurity it has been uh walking into a room really just a room full of cr- many people crowds big crowds mm-hmm. uh and i actually um co- or last year we went to a fundraising event for an amazing organization and i mean i was in a room with probably well what would you say two two thousand people mm-hmm. and in the midst of that i felt so small i felt so little because here i am in a ginormous room filled with all these other much more influential people than myself and and business leaders and pastors and all these you know huge people and I remember just walking over to dad and I was and I was just being just vulnerable just being honest with him and I just I remember telling you dad I was I I said I have a hard time thriving in this kind of an environment Mm -hmm. basically saying well I'm just not a person that does well when I'm in big crowds well really what I was saying was I'm just not a people person were you trying to justify your feelings? I was. I was because of that insecurity. And even now, like I, uh, Becky and I, since we co-lead or co-youth pastor mm-hmm. at the church, um, we there's a youth pastor network that meets every every month, once a month. Just It's an amazing, amazing yeah. get-together where all the youth pastors from around here in Northwest Shout Arkansas get to together. I know, right? Shout out to Pastor Danny Tuxhorn. and Oh, dropping and some names. And Pastor Andrew. <laughs> but anyways. Um, I almost said it. Yeah. Dropping names and kicking butt. Is that okay? <laughs> oh. Whoa. That's a little edgy for you, Mom. Um, <laughs> this is a family uh, it's broadcast. It's taking here. names and, yeah. and that other thing. It's, it's our family. And kicking behind. There you go. Yes. Anyways. But even walking into those youth pastor networks with a bunch of, and you've got youth pastors that are running youth groups of of 20 people, any, anywhere down from, from 10 to 15 kids all the way up to two to 500 kids every week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember just walking in there sometimes and just feeling so um, so less than mm. what I should be. Yeah. Because I would walk in there and I would just think to myself, these guys, they have, like, they've got youth ministry figured out. 
you forgot you were a container of the mighty God, yeah. right? Of Jesus Christ, and He lives. Mm-hmm. In God inside you, minded. Mm-hmm. You forgot. You right. had a, a lapse of memory yeah. at that moment because when you really realize who we are in Christ, it's not. It's not a chip on our shoulder. It's not. Hey, look at me. No, it's a humbling experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's humbling to know. Wow, I've got what the world needs. Imagine right. in those crowds that make you feel uncomfortable, crowds of people that, especially when you get into crowds of people that are, are very successful mm-hmm. at what they do or the, or the movers and the shakers, the influencers in your city. You know, these are the kinds of crowds that if, if you'll keep a teachable spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talked about Matt Keller's book, The Key to Everything is Teachability. And in order to get out of insecurity, you have to put yourself in a place of humility where you can be teachable and -hmm. you can submit yourself because many relationships are going to help take you up. Right. If you're willing and and they're not going to be comfortable relationships for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're not. It's going to take you out of your comfort zone. But what it's going to cause you to do like it did for me when 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 I was a, a a developing musician and I got to play around guys that were professionals. Mm-hmm. My, in my first experience, I remember playing with these guys that, that, that were full-time paid. I mean, that was what they did for a living. And I remember being so humbled to just be able to play with them. But what it did was it raised my level of play mm-hmm. yeah. and it developed in me an excellence mm-hmm. level that I didn't have before. Right. Because I saw the excellence level in them mm-hmm. and it pulls you to, um, to become better, it, it, right. it grows you up. It, it increases everything in your life. And so what the enemy though tries to do is to make you feel, to keep you focused on insecurity, what you don't have, what you, you know, mm-hmm. the money you don't make, the influence you don't have, wherever you are, um, he always wants you to feel inhibited so that when you get around people like that, then you feel like, I man, I don't even measure up. I don't belong in this crowd. Right, right. And it's a lie designed to keep you mm-hmm. at a low level. Right. But when you realize who you are in Christ, mm-hmm. man, it, it, it enables you to keep that humble attitude. Mm-hmm. And I love what Billy Joe, uh, Pastor Billy Joe Doherty from Pastor Victory, you know, Church in Tulsa, mm-hmm. for all those years. I loved what he said that you should compare yourself but not to the most talented, the most gifted, the most, uh, the wealthiest, you know, the best looking people, you know, all of those things. You should compare yourself to the people that don't have near what you have. Mm-hmm. The blessing, one of the best Keeps things, thankful heart. Yeah, one of the best things that develops people's hearts that I see is going on a mission trip. You oh, see the hurt and the devastation and the, and the lack and the poverty and no running water, no electricity. And you go, dear God, how do people live this way? Well, that's all they've known. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. that's how they live that way. You know, but when you see it that way, you begin to burn in your heart for people. Mm-hmm. You begin to yeah. hurt for people and then it's hard for you to get hurt by people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because your your focus is outward right everything with being intimidated or being insecure is all about this direction oh it's all about me yeah it's all about i gotta i have to once i once i can wear this kind of these kinds of clothes i'll feel i'll feel most more secure and it's it's a false security you Mm -hmm. might feel secure for until the newness of that outfit wears off or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, sometimes there are those um, 
those opportunities where you need to just shake it off. Like that was me the other day when we were taking our family pictures. And there was a moment I just got overwhelmed and they were like, all right, Becca, it's your time for your solo pics. Solo pics. And I was like, <laughs> and I just got really straight and I was like, nope, somebody else. I can't do it right now. You know, and it, and it, and it, it ended up becoming where I then got mad at myself because I was like, wow, that sounded so self-centered. Like I couldn't just snap out of this emotional thing. Um, but it was there. And so I had to retrain and refocus my mind on not thinking of me or mm -hmm. what I'm going through in that moment or whatever. But how can we talk to the people that are saying, um, I'm not, you know, thinking about myself. I'm just shy. Or I'm just, or not, okay, not shy, but, but I'm a type this personality. I'm a type this personality, you know, and um, not using excuses, but there are a lot of people that are not the outgoing, you know, the extrovert. I'm just going to get sure. it done. Right. I mean, <clears throat> think about, I'm, this is just coming out as I'm talking, um, which is like a lot of our normal family Rebecca conversations. unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like think about the disciples. Um, you know, they all had their different ways that, that they were used by him. Mm -hmm. There was one that was over the money, you know, the finances, and, and one that helped, you know, did the preaching and the teaching, and then others that learned from the teachers and the preachers, mm -hmm. and then others that went and were just helpers and went and grabbed the donkey or like, you know, and, and right. it's like finding your niche in that, um, like what God wants me to do for my life and how can I do it to the best of my ability with the way that he's made me mm -hmm. and well, not feeling important. condemned of like, yeah. oh, I'm not the one on the stage. I'm not the one preaching the altar call, but the importance of still going on the missions trip and still, you know, putting yourself out yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Right. The, you know those I mean? people that, what, right. what can I do? I'm not that, you know, I'm not a Billy Graham. What yeah. can I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always right. supportive roles to play. Mm -hmm. And people, um, God made people for community. God oh, made people absolutely. for family. He started with the family. And so he wanted people to interact with people. He mm -hmm. never made anybody um, an island unto themselves. Mm -hmm. It's fine. And so... Um, <laughs> It's just so important that we don't isolate ourselves because yeah. God's put stuff inside of us or there's stuff inside of us that, yeah. that someone else, even if it's the one, mm -hmm. not the tens or the fifties or the hundreds at one time, mm -hmm. but there's that one person who needs mm -hmm. what you have inside of you. Exactly. Right. Yes. And right. they need to hear it from you. Mm -hmm. And also keep in mind that, that what you do is not you. Mm-hmm. Mm you know, I, yeah. I mean, I am not the extrovert, um, person, you know, I mean, it's not my personality to be an extrovert. I mean, I, I, I don't <laughs> consider myself to just be that guy that's, you know, the life of the party and hey, I, buddy, how's it going, I, <laughs> man? I admire those guys, <laughs> yeah. you know, but oh, I think, totally. but you have to know yourself yeah, and know what you're good at mm -hmm. and know what your calling is, yes. you know, and when you know who you are in Christ, mm -hmm. then that's where your confidence comes exactly. from. I love what Todd yeah. White calls it. Godfidence. Godfidence. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I just think that's great. Yeah. You know, that, that we have this Godfidence that comes up on the inside of us because we have discovered who we are, that we have a call, we have a confidence in that call yeah. and I'm comfortable being what God's called me to be. Mm -hmm. So I love what your mom says. She says, I, I thrive at, at being number one at being number two. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah. she does. I mean, she's spectacular mm-hmm. at that, mm-hmm. you know, but what a person does is not who they are. Exactly. Speaking mm-hmm. of that, I wanted to earlier, I was thinking about, um, mom, cause you've learned so much over your, your beautiful life that mm-hmm. hasn't been very long. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but about how you were in the modeling career. Yeah. And so tell how you learned, okay, I need to be who I am. Well, who God it, made that's me to one be. thing. Um, you have to know who you are or you have to know what your standards are. Even though my concrete wasn't fully set, I was a young, young you know, teenager. Um, and I use that term because, you know, sometimes kids and, and teenagers and, you know, the, 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 those formative years, your concrete's not set, but there, there comes a time when you know what you know, you know what you believe, and you should be able to stand up for what you believe, and you don't bend on those things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so uh, I found, I found a, a manager that, that knew what my standards were, yeah. and it was, it, was, it was in the Midwest, so it was pretty easygoing standards. Um, and so I, I pursued you know, print, and, and commercial work and I was getting busier and busier but then God called my family my parents to to pastor a brand new church a new work out in Phoenix Arizona so I I, I went that that's where the peace was and that mm-hmm. that's what that's what my heart was yeah so I went but it was so close to the coast because in Phoenix um, California LA is so close mm-hmm. I was a totally different industry yeah and I just it just they wanted what what we considered back in the back in the late 80s we called it cheesecake you know they they wanted the and i wouldn't do cheesecake you know i wouldn't yeah. do mm-hmm. the below my standards and so i i quickly didn't even get into it mm-hmm. and so i just kept my standards but i've seen girls you know who have come up through the years and i would just tell them just know who you are because they will try and change you yeah. they want a certain look it's not against you but if they can make you look the way they want you to look, then they'll, they're, they're going to push their product. Mm-hmm. But I'm thankful that there's, there's models today and there's people today who, who have the moles, who have the, the in, in, in yeah. imperfect teeth, mm-hmm. who have the, the more real look yeah, totally. and, and, and who, who, God, who God made them to be. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm all about improve, you know, get up, wash your face, <laughs> yeah. make, you know, fix your hair. You can improve upon, you know, the natural. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. when I wake up, it does not look like this when I wake up. Mm -hmm. I have to work at it. But, um, but anyway, so you, you wanted me to, is that what? Yeah. Basically like, how did you, that was my question. How did you like solidify your standards and like, um, get past any insecurities that may have been there? Well, that's just, it's just kind of a, an ongoing thing. I, my, my, my mom was, was a good, a good sounding board in that, um, she, she helped me. I think we need to, uh, uh, introduce Absolutely. a new member of the family. Well, do it mom, throw it um, out there. We, I'm holding, as I record this, I'm holding a nine week old wire fox terrier <laughs> and his name is Oliver Bean Yee. and he is our family's dog and I should, I should caveat his name with uh, uh, restoration mm-hmm. because he's come to us um, at, from a two-year sabbatical of having a pet. Right. Yeah, but we sewed, you and Becca sewed, that, that, that's for another, another show, but you sewed the most precious seed that yeah. you had, yeah. and, um, and we went on the mission field. 
And right. so our dogs were rehomed. So we just recently brought in a puppy into our home. So we now have a, a baby. <laughs> and that's, that's what you're hearing in the background. And yeah, if you're hearing these absolutely adorable little squeals. About him. He's fine. He's just. Oh, oh there it is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so. I'm not, and I'm not trying to make him do that either. No, <laughs> no he's just feeling feisty. Anyway, I need to get him some water. Yeah, so. he's yeah. not insecure. He well, knows me, who he is. Let me tell a story on your mom while she's stepping away. Okay, because go when, for it. when she was a model and, and beginning to do acting and, yeah. and different things, she had an opportunity to be in a commercial for a local pizza company. Uh, yes. in, in her city mm-hmm. and they had asked her and it was her it was really her first big time offer because it was gonna you know no. it, it, she would she, be on the map she, she would be on the map wow. and first it's a commercial next it's a billboard <laughs> you know <laughs> but pizza. but she had developed character in her and because she was unwilling to yeah. to compromise mm-hmm. you know and these standards and that she she knew what those were. Yeah. One of those standards was is that she, you know, her parents were out of town when she was asked to do the shoot. It was going to be a shoot that was going to be like at two or three in the morning because the restaurant would be closed and they could, you know, they could do the the shoot. And she um, she tried to get a hold of her parents. She tried to get a hold of her parents and she mm-hmm. couldn't. Mm-hmm. And and um, she. And her sister, your sister was saying, hey, you should go, you should go, you should go and do it. This is a great opportunity. But because she couldn't get a hold of her parents to get permission, she told them she couldn't do it. Yeah. Hmm. And that, you know, as a husband and a, and a well, you're like, from former boyfriend, former fiance, <laughs> now husband. I just went, like, oh, oh hey. this is a woman that has character. Well, actually. <laughs> One thing that's, that stands out to me in this verse, when it starts off on verse 46, and it says, then his disciples began arguing about which one of them was the greatest. Mm-hmm. I love that it's so real and so raw uh-huh. right. in the word. Yeah. That did not throw Jesus off one bit. No. He didn't go, oh, what am I going to do with these guys? Oh, my word, stop arguing. <laughs> these no, kids, like, he really? Just, he, just, the he just moved right into the next teaching moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And I love that. Some of the times people say, oh, I was just, I'm, I'm mad at God. I'm like, that doesn't bother God in the least. Mm. He still loves you. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't shake God. It doesn't shake God's love or God's faith in you. Right. Yeah. Just because your faith is shaken in God. Right. Mm. And so when we realize wow. God loves us no matter what, mm-hmm. um, we can be trying to figure life out like the disciples were. Who's the greatest? Yeah. It doesn't, Jesus just said, okay, here's, here's the deal guys. Mm-hmm. And he just lovingly right. taught them. And that's something else that I think is so amazing is that his word is constant. His word has been solidified that God has bound himself to his word. And that means that everything that God has spoken, he believes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take back anything. So you just look at the scriptures of what God thinks about us, who he says we are. And you look at those, so like who I am in Christ, Colossians 1.22, I am blameless and free from accusation. Colossians 1.27, Christ himself is in me. Colossians 2.7, I am firmly rooted in Christ and I am now being built up in him. Colossians 2.10, I have been made complete in Christ. So that, from what I read out of those scriptures, is no matter where I'm at in life, no matter what experiences I've had, no matter 
what my parents think about me, no matter what my sister thinks about me, or no matter what kind of mistakes I've made. No matter what I think about me. No matter what you think about me. No, you you. think about you. No matter what I think about me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, I missed that. Anyways, so no matter what anybody thinks about me, no matter what I think about myself, God's word never changes. And that's that's the first thing that I always, or that's the first thing that I see with believers whenever they get into a tough spot is going back to what Todd White was talking about when he shared that testimony is people always want to know what God thinks about them. But how come us as believers, when we go through a hard time, we're so quick to forget what God says about us, right? Because they instantly go, where is God? Where is God? If you truly believe that what God spoke is true and that God is true to his word, why would you question his character? Because the devil comes to steal kill and destroy destroy. and the first part of that he's come to steal steal what steal the word Mm -hmm. steal the revelation Mm -hmm. out of you still the god the what what god thinks Mm -hmm. about you right still the security that you Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. in god Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that's the only place where security is right in him Mm -hmm. and when you're in him you walk secure Mm -hmm. i mean insecurity flees it's like Man, because you because you find out who you are yeah. in Him, yeah. and like that comes through faith, and mm-hmm. faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God, right. and so that means daily. It's not faith comes by the word the word you heard, right? Or yeah. that you heard months ago or weeks right. ago, years or, ago, or right. yesterday. Right. It's mm-hmm. your faith for today, and now, um, faith doesn't come by heard. Faith comes by hearing. Comes by mm-hmm. hearing. So. It's a it's a consistent That's thing, good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which it would be basis. like any relationship. Yeah, you right? eat three times a Absolutely. day. Physically, mm-hmm. you need to eat spiritually mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. and spend time with him every day. Yeah, yeah. right on. This is for me. Yeah. Well, this, Oliver Bean this was, is for me. <laughs> Oliver Bean was thirsty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was it. He's now sleeping. Wow, that was good. fast. So, yeah, that's all you gotta love puppies. Wow. So. Well, Turn on, shut off. <laughs> <laughs> they play hard, they sleep hard. He was yeah. nuts earlier. Oh, my word. <laughs> he got his pew, pew, third pew. round of vaccine. <laughs> Dad held yeah. him and he was rolling his neck. He was like, <laughs> he was headbanging. Oh he was headbanging in Dad's arms. He's <laughs> like, Bleh. let me out. <laughs> Mom, yeah. get home quick. Well, I think it was a great, um, alleg- alleg- not allegory, but. Analogy. Analogy, yes. Allegory. Um, the um that that symphony, the that trans the Trans Siberian Orchestra <laughs> plays Carol of the Bells. And I was listening to it with your dad the other day and I was I all I was thinking was that is what my puppy feels like on the inside. <laughs> yeah. When he's full of energy. He leaks oh. energy. It's like piano. He's so perfect. He's amazing. Dun, 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 and then electric guitar. It's like, that's my puppy's energy level is the, <laughs> that, that song. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our weekly recommendation for our listeners. Go and listen to Carol of the Bells by Trans Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, awesome. Well, love y'all. Cool. We will see you all. I will see you all right after this, but we will (laughs) be right back next week. (laughs) So, anyways, nice. Ciao, y'all. Ciao, (laughs) y'all. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to check out more episodes of The Conversation on SoundCloud and on iTunes. A new episode premieres every Monday, so be sure to check that out. Thanks again for listening.